pero fuerte. Uh, this is the smooth sounds of my voice. Mr. Give Your Girl Back. Complete hype, no silence, you already know. Whatever you guys do, don't expect any like loud Veronica outburst. Baby R, R baby. In living Spanglish. Welcome, welcome everybody. It is In Living Spanglish episode 7, ILS, for an effect. You already know what it is. Mexican Nazi, Ricardo Mexicano. Uh, the only podcast where you can ever, where you can find these two uh, colorful cast of characters. Um, you know what, what I was thinking? I'm like, what really separates a podcast from like other mediums nowadays when it comes to like just talking on a mic and recording it and uploading to the internet everything just starts to like kind of like you know seep in together yeah 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 yeah. like what's the difference between like a vlad tv or a charlamagne doing like a long interview or even a reel really if you think about it in like the sense of like an instagram reel or a tiktok or something like that like everything's sort of like amalgamated yeah like what truly makes a podcast a podcast is it like is it like the weekly episode is that what it is because not, not everybody really does i think it's a long form i think it's the duration i really think that's the only thing that separates like one form of medium anymore from another like not to get to like too nerdy out on this like this hi by the way we're in living swinglish I said we have that. never even finished this intro i did say that did you introduce me yeah I said Vettel Fortnite, sure? Mexican Nazi. Oh, well, hi. I, I may have missed the Fortnite. See, everybody. exactly. Okay. What is this, Mexican Nazi all of a sudden? Shit. No, only for that oh one my episode. Oh, gosh. But, all, uh, but I was all by myself. You wish you could take over all by yourself. No. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, hi. I'm Vero Fuerte. Yeah. Just nope. like part two, you know, the forgotten one of the podcast. No, never that. Mm-hmm. Always number one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, What, what was I thinking? So, yeah, like, I don't know. Th- things t- uh, tend to, like, overlap and, like, cross over nowadays in my mind. Because everything, <laughs> like, yeah, on a base level, everything does seem the same. But, yeah, I guess when it comes to a podcast, that is... Because not everybody does weekly. Some people do bi-weekly. Some people do monthly. Like, it just... But you think it's, like, the episode basis of it, maybe? No, to me, it's about the duration. You know? But, like, I don't know. It's, like, you used to... Like, there was a period in time, like, back in the 2016s, you know, when people used to really fuck with, like, the 15 seconds, the 10 second, the 60 second ordeal, like, especially when, like, Snapchat was hot and popping. Do you still get asked? Well, the Vine era. Do you still get asked if you have a Snapchat? Of course. I do. I just rarely use it. I don't, I don't ever use it for, like, pictures. I have a question. Who all of you, who all of you guys out there still use a Snapchat? And what do you use it for? To be dirty. Is that really what it's for? A lot of people do. To be nasty, yeah. But you can be nasty in other mediums and just delete your shit. Like, you don't actually believe that Snapchat is, like, forever deleting your shit. It's in a database somewhere. Just letting y'all know. Y'all don't think that people got your nude pics, your nudies out there. But they're out there. You know, some little pervert in, like, some little pervert programmer in Snapchat is, like, staring at your naked self right now. And you don't even know. Possibly. Probably, not I, uh, possibly. I just use it for text. Like some people just want to chat through that. I'm just like, okay. I mean, 
I just don't fucking understand that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But like, I feel like social media nowadays is kind of as overwhelming to me as like um, different music mediums. Like you and I talked about this before, right? How yeah. like. If you're really, really into music, if you're like a music head and stuff, like, yeah, you could go to like Audio Mac, you could go to SoundCloud, you could go, you could have YouTube playlists, you could have Spotify playlists, you could have Tidal playlists, but after a while, it gets really freaking overwhelming to keep track of, you know, like the mixes, the EPs, like the remixes of like your favorite songs that like you can only get through this specific medium. And, you know, you get lost in the sauce, I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess it just really depends if you're keen on looking for the stuff or we just rather, rather rather have things centralized it's i don't know well what do we all rather have since i'm i'm, I'm like uh i get i get i get tired bro no, because then it creates a monopoly and people generally don't like that yeah i don't know maybe i'm just getting too old i'm i'm too tired to be digging for stuff just like give it to me in like one place and then i'm good yeah yeah all right, so now we got that intro out the way. <laughs> what, uh, Hi, this is In Living Spanglish, the right. tired edition. So, Vettel, what do we got? Oh, yeah. For this week. I, I see the, the table, the camera. I know it's picking oh, it up. Yeah, we that's got, right. We got an assortment right. over here. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mexicano and I over here, we alternate um, coming up with bits at the very last minute for you guys. Uh, and just basically mine usually just involve running to Target and finding out different flavors of things. Cause your girl loves, it's a marketer's dream. And if it says limited edition or exclusive flavor, I'm going to buy it and we're going to try it. So that's what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, and inside of each of these different goldfish bags are questions for Mexicano to answer. It's really just as simple as that. It's nothing too complicated. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, I'm going to tell you this first goldfish flavor now. I'm... I'm going to go ahead and give you my opinion on this one. I had this one when I was younger. In my youth, this flavor of goldfish goes really, really hard for me. And you know what? I'm not even going to let you read the title. Just, like, reach in there and grab a few. And uh, you tell me if you can guess what flavor it is. Okay. And the question's in there. I'll pull the card out. Okay. But eat the goldfish first, though. Okay. Like... I've, I've, to be honest, I've never really ventured that much into goldfish. I've only tried to really like the basic ones. I tried the rainbow. You never had goldfish as a kid? I did, but I just never ventured outside of like the, the crazy flavors. I've only mm. had like the very basic ones. Like, I remember having um the rainbow one. I've had the rainbow one. The rainbow ones are good, but they still taste the same. They're just a different color. Yeah. It just tastes like a regular goldfish. No, 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 baby. Wait for the aftertaste to kick in. No aftertaste. You're lying no, too, the aftertaste. So aftertaste doesn't exist. Yes, it does. Mm. Look. See what it's flavored? It's flavored pizza. How do you not taste the pizza? You at least taste the tomatoey after flavor. That's no pizza. <laughs> yes, there is. Look. That's a 100% goal. real cheese. It even has a picture, like a whole picture of a cheesy-ass pizza right there on the, on the bag. I think once you've been spoiled by Pringles pizza, there's nothing really that can top. Pringles pizza is particularly pizza-y. Yeah. But no, this tastes like... you know. What I can kind of like? taste it now, but it's nothing to write home you about, I would say. You know what this tastes say. like? You remember when, like, your mom would buy you those cheap-ass, like, red box Tostinos pizzas mm-hmm. right from the freezer at Walmart? Right. 
this tastes like a Tostino's cheese pizza. This brand of goldfish right here. So if you wanna, you wanna blast from your past back into your childhood. I don't think so. I like it. I it's kind of like it kind of brings me back to like my trailer house days. I like how I, I, I like how babies love goldfish. Babies love goldfish a lot. Yeah. My parents love feeding their their, their kids uh, goldfish. Adults like goldfish. What are you talking about? I love goldfish. I know, but I'm just saying that the baby market has a very huge capital on goldfish. Uh, I don't think babies are over here looking for pizza flavored goldfish. I think this market is too adult like me. They don't care. They'll pretty much eat anything. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They love the goldfish. Okay. Oh yeah, there was a question. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the topic slash question is: Does consistency equate success? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that thing dropped. Um, I like this a lot because. I am a huge proponent of that. If you just stick to it, if you're really consistent, if you have at it for in for in, in it for the long run, that you will see success. However, comma, However, I think comma. I think it's even a greater blow to your ego, to your a state of being if you do not ultimately see success. And of course success is relative, you know. I think I think it can really yeah, hurt. Yeah, what do you define as success, Mexicano? Uh I don't know. I think it's very very unique to everybody. Yeah, but what's it to you? For me, uh if it like literally been like if like, this podcast were to pop off, how would you define its success? Well, like pop off like initial initially or like really big. I'm not getting into specifics. How how would you define success for this podcast right here? Right now, I would say like if it was like a thousand listeners a month, mm-hmm. that would be some form of success. I want ten racks a month. You're not getting ten racks a month. You don't know that. Why do you think it's so little? Oh my gosh, I'm bro! Not, you think it's so I'm not, small? I'm not saying with a thousand listeners. Mm-hmm. Are you just saying in general? You that that would be your form of success? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. If you get ten thousand a a month. Maybe why? I'm, well, I'm asking. I feel like mm-hmm. it's kind of relative. Like, is that your is that your opinion of success? Like ten thousand months. It's pretty successful. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a pretty um lofty goal. And Why is it lofty? Not everybody. See, that's your problem, Mexicano. Not is that a, like you be thinking too small sometimes? Not, a, not everybody can reach ten thousand. What I'm saying. Well, not <clears> everybody <throat> can also build the Apple Tower, but somebody had to do it. Yeah, not but everybody it, could have invented pizza flavored goldfish, <laughs> but somebody had to do it. I'm not saying you can't do it; it's just a little bit more, uh, you know. It's, like I said, consistency. I, I, but like I said, I think I think more times than not, people are not consistent. Is what I'm saying. Mm. I think more times than not, people. What do you define as consistency? Like really, because you and I took a long ass break from this podcast. Do you call that consistent? Uh, that's a different story. Other mm. elements were involved. Yeah, like that. mostly me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, say anything about it, but. I, even with that, like, I think once you, even if you take, like, somewhat of a break, I think once you get back in it and people see that, that this is, like, a thing that you are passionate about slash putting in time as far as, like, um, your element, what makes it unique to you, what, what do you bring to the table, and just it lasting, like, I don't know, it's hard to put, like, a number on it. Like, is it five years, is it six years, seven? Like, I don't know, but somewhere around there, like, it's got to give. You can't do, like, because I think... You do get like, especially in the podcast game nowadays, you do get people who do it for a year and they think that that, if, if, if it doesn't pop up within that year, it's over. And I, and I understand mm-hmm. some people put in a lot of money and dedication to it and that sometimes people go broke trying to do this. And if, they, if it doesn't pop up within a year, they're kind of like broken by that. Yeah, discouraged by that because they put so much time and effort into it. And that's reasonable. The fact that you feel so discouraged that it didn't pop off. But 
I think that was that's. I mean, it's a very, very short time. If it, mm-hmm. if, it, if that is your your goal to to pop off within a year, unless you know that what you have is like gold. Not. I e- mean, and even then, like you can know that your shit is gold, but that doesn't mean that everybody else is going to recognize it's gold. I mean, here's the thing, yeah. and that is like the precarious thing about wanting to do anything, like. All of y'all, all of us, I'm not gonna say all, but a lot of us out here have some sort of weird ass pipe dream about like being a content creator f- like full time. Is that not the case? Nah. For a lot of people. <clears throat> I think that that's a case for a lot of folks. Well, not, I wouldn't say like most folks. I wouldn't go oh, okay, that far. I'll, I'll give you a lot. But, yeah. Yeah, but for a lot of folks. And the thing about it is, is that like you don't understand. It's like this entire industry is based on external validation mm-hmm. and based on people liking the shit that you say, people like the shit that comes out of your mouth, people find you relatable. Like, I don't know. And like, part of me, as like awesome as it would be, you know what? I'm not even gonna talk about me. Like, honestly, like that shit just sounds fucking dangerous to me. That shit, like, if the only barometer of success that I can have is somebody else liking what I have to say or liking like my energy or liking how I come off or liking what I put out there on the table, like that is literally me giving other people the power to make or break me. And yeah. I don't know how I feel about that anymore. You know, before I used to be all about that, and like now I'm just like thinking, but why though? Well, because you want the validation. You want to. You want to feel special at the end of the day. Even if you don't say it to yourself, I think a lot of people want I mean, to. Be, everybody wants to feel special. Yeah, like, and, I, and, I, and, I, and the fa- and the fact that there are strangers out there that are taking your words as gospel, like that's a, that's a powerful uh, thing. Let's not, let's not like. No, that, not that's not, like let's be real. It's a powerful thing to a lot. Of, even if they don't think about it at first, the fact that. Look, I say a thousand listeners a month is great. Some people will be happy for five hundred people listening to them once, and and three hundred and being like, "Yo, these three hundred people are really, you know, ro- rocking with what I'm saying." Mm-hmm. And that that's a big boost to your ego. That's a big boost to like what you see as success. And like, but oh ego yeah, ego is a very dangerous thing, my yeah, friend. Yeah, and then like, ego is very dangerous. And thing. then from there, it just keeps rolling. Like, oh man, I got to keep going more and more and harder because you know. And then that's where the whole, all this vanity and all this uh, thing starts. Yeah, but that's just the thing is that like content creatorship, a lot of it is based off of vanity, you know? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. So yeah, how do we define success? Well, how do we define consistency too? Like we said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does consistency equal success? See, we over here getting like way off the subject. I'm sorry. So yeah, I think it does. Yes. I think more time than not, people are not consistent. And I think if they were to be that in their field, I think they would see a relative level of success, whatever that may be. May I think be. that's a trick prompt for me. I know that you didn't ask me, but I'm going to give you my answer right okay. now. Is <laughs> is that I don't think that the question should be, does consistency equal always equal success? I think that it should be something more along the lines of, like... Does... Like, what matters more? Being, like, what guarantees what guarantees success at the end of the day? Being good or being lucky? Mm-hmm. You know? Because, I mean, just in the idea of going viral, I feel like it's not always enough to be one or the other. Like, mm-hmm. ideally, you have to be both. Some people can be super duper lucky and not be even like good at all like they can't 
hold a decent conversation they can't have you know like a hot take that people relate to they can't sing or whatever it is that they end up going viral for in the first place Mm -hmm. like that's like they don't necessarily have to be good to do that but at the same time i feel like that's gonna be short-lived at the end of the day yeah the the well eventually dries out i don't know sometimes it doesn't sometimes i mean if you know how to flip it like look at um barbie Bad Baby? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look at Bad Baby. Like, like, who would have thought that, that that viral moment from Dr. Phil would have launched to a, to a, to a, a music career? career. Mm-hmm. And now, like, an OnlyFans where she's making, like, crazy money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just never know. Like, and you you have to be able to flip your moment. But that, in and of itself, is a common, is more, with her, I would feel like it's more luck than it was skill. But there was a little bit of skill involved there. I'm not going to say that there wasn't. And people being creepy perverts who want to look at a girl who just turned 18. Yeah, no, that's also, like, freak-tastic and (laughs) disgusting and gross. Yeah. Yeah, Let's not, like, let's not minimize that at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But for me, I feel like you have to be both at least somewhat decent and lucky at the same time. That's why I don't even worry about consistency. I don't, uh, and I don't even worry that much about success anymore. I'm just like, I just turn on the mic here and then like whatever pops off, pops off. Because at the end of the day, like if any part of this or any part of anyone quote unquote making it involves luck, mm-hmm. then I already have it wrapped around in my mind that it's out of my hands. It is. So why stress? Yeah. You know? These pizza goldfish are fucking they're, they're good. They're not that good. I like them. Yeah, she said she was going to try to minimize her cursing. I don't think so. I fucking dig them. Get the next one. She said she was going to try to minimize her cursing, but look, look oh. at her again. <laughs> My bad. Okay, this next one. Oh, I kind of wanted to save this one for last. But you know what? I'm going to do it now. Fuck it. Okay. I'm going to switch it. No, 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 no. You no, sure? We'll do it. Yeah. Okay. So this one I got specifically at the store because I thought about Mexicano. So for the folks who don't know, mm-hmm. uh, we over here, um, snackies, we foodies. And one thing that I do know about Mexicano after uh, rooming with this guy for so many years is that he, for whatever reason, y'all out there in the comments or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, let me know. Let me know if you feel the same. Is a huge sucker for sour cream and onion. So I'm not a huge sour cream and onion yes, fan. Yes, you do. What are you talking about? I think you're thinking about somebody else. I'm no, not. No, you. Not a, you literally asked. Wait, is salt and vinegar and sour cream two different not things? The, the same. <laughs> you are so. Are you want a different? Yes. Are you serious? Are you not reading the names? Salt and vinegar, sour cream. They're not the same I don't thing. Know, they're both like white sounding things. Look, ch- cheddar, so I'm never cheddar really sour cream are good. With them. Like cheddar sour cream lays are really good. Sour cream and salt and vinegar are not the same. How thing. are they the same? Re- are you, do you do you hear what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know. Like to me, like I, I see. Like I've always had. Like when I was a kid, I never had either of these flavors. I never grew up on either of those. I just always like saw white kids eating them, so you know naturally I stayed away. Cause and <laughs> like sour cream and onion is cool, but it's never been my favorite. Oh my god. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. the flavor that I got for you that I thought was going to be your favorite, but apparently I got it confused with salt and vinegar, mm-hmm. um, was flavor blasted cheddar and sour cream. Uh, see, I'll probably like it. Like I said, I like the lace sour, uh, cheddar and sour cream. Those are good. Well, see, there you go. And it has two questions in there, so you can go ahead and. Uh, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go ahead and try the. pick from one? And, no, go ahead and read both and then tell me which one you want to answer. Oh. Uh. Oh, these are good. Yeah, sour These cream. are very, like, sour creamy. Uh, uh, sour cream and cheddar is usually pretty good. You know what? I th- I'm going to go ahead and say it. I like these better than pizza. I'm telling you. I've been lying to yourself. 
These are freaking delicious. Oh, yeah, these are really good. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, fuck with this. Okay, flavor blasted cheddar and sour cream. Yeah, these are the best so far. It's like... See, and this is why you can always trust the flavor blasts that they really they really come punchy with like the the powder or whatever obviously super unhealthy thing that they're going to like give us a no, do this one cuz this one is something that we could probably do at the end. Okay. Fall season controversy. Oh yeah. I think I just <laughs> I think I just wanted to talk about um, fall season TV and kind of like we were talking about like in regards to like Ted Lasso and Abbott Ele- oh, Elementary okay, and I got all the you. different TVs that we were watching. Okay, so what's going on? Mm, yeah, I thought that we would just finish our conversation with Ted Lasso because what was it? Look, I I like I said, I'm kind of spitballing when it comes to the whole Ted Lasso thing, and like you mm-hmm. said that you you think he was throwing shots at the Emmys. Yeah, no, because to Jason Sudeikis, he got up there, and I think near the end of the speech, he, like, uh, somebody asked him, or he sort of addressed what was taking them so long to do season three, mm-hmm. right? And he... Why would he sort take... Of, sort of, he, like, I, I don't know, but he sort of, like, sort of, like, shadedly blamed the networks or something like that. Don't quote me on anything. Apple TV, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, you kept saying Emmys. I'm like, what does the Emmy have to do with anything as far as... The- I don't know. The he said it. Last... I didn't. I don't remember him saying anything about the Emmys. Like to me, it sounded like he, he... didn't say anything. It was uh, it was at the Emmys. He didn't say anything about. Oh, the okay, Emmys. okay, okay. It I, was during his acceptance the, speech. The way you put it, like, make it sound like he was blaming the Emmys for something. Nope. Um, no, like you know, I agree. Yeah, he he said like, he he sounded like he was shading slash dissing Apple TV and sort of like the production in a way, even though mm-hmm. there were a lot of people on that sh- on that stage that were part of like production crew and all that. I don't think that he was shading the production, but yeah, no, definitely Apple TV for sure. Yeah, and I think that really comes from uh, Ted Lasso was supposed to get a release date a few months ago, and it just never happened, and it got pushed back. And uh, a I lot of people are obviously frustrated. By yeah, it. a lot of people are like salty at uh, Apple TV, and uh, some there's also rumor that this may be the last season. Don't, don't quote me on that. Some people say that this may be it. And does Apple TV have anything to do with like the HBO thing that everybody's talking about? About no. like the shows and stuff being pulled away? No. Which I still don't have like full grasp on what like all of all is happening with that. With HBO? Yeah. I, I mean to put it shortly, uh, HBO is taking a trying to pay off a lot of debt. Uh so they're cutting a lot of their shows off of their streaming network uh and uh, people got very up in arms about it because they started taking away what generally cost a lot of money to do with animation so a lot of like beloved animation shows um uh close enough uh infinity train rick and morty wait rick and morty is... no that's not on hbo oh, okay. uh, like we're talking about like originals like originals mm-hmm. and then like not the ones that you license because obviously rick and morty i miss like... close enough close enough was a good ass show that's yeah, pretty good i like the show a lot um but a lot of stuff that's like original and then of course they, ca- they start going after like live action stuff that also like may be high in production costs just as you know to to get money back um, and it's, and it's, and it sucks because, you know, you have these shows that people work for years on. I remember the creator of, um, Summer Camp Island. Remember that, that show that, you know, she, that show got taken off and the creator, the day that it happened, the creator, on uh, Julia Potts, she went on Twitter and started like going crazy because, you know, she put it like her heart and soul into this mm-hmm. and to like have it like stripped away from her, even though it's like episodes still to be released. Still in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Like sucks to have like your work just like cast away and you know i think and i, I think i said this in, a, in another in another podcast um, a few episodes ago where it's like these 
streaming company that at the end of the day do not care about. And it's really just about cutting costs? Mm-hmm. That. But, like, they're gajillion dollar companies. Why would they have to cut costs? They're still wait, spending a lot of money on other stuff. Advertisement, production, to make these shows, like... But they don't realize that they wouldn't have anything to advertise or produce if these shows weren't being made, right? Yeah, but but some of these shows don't, I guess, don't make the return that they expect. So they waste a lot more money than what they're getting back. And to them, the, the, the easiest thing to do is just to cut it. But you would think that this happens all the time in all streaming networks, not on HBO. Why is this making the news now? I think they're the one that's being the most uh, drastic about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they just because of the amount of shows that are just going away, and and they just are kind of like no hold, no holds bar about it because HBO um, has teamed up with Discovery. Uh, you know the Discovery Channel and all stuff like that. It's like a whole instead of besides it being a a uh, a Discovery Channel is also like the the name of like the me- mega corporation called like Discovery Inc. Right. And HBO and all that's a part of it. And the the CEO of Discovery Inc. now is like kind of like he was always like at the end of like as far as like he him seeing streaming as being viable. And because of that way of thinking, he still sees it as a not a profitable profitable um medium, but something that can be that shouldn't be taken as serious as it, as it is. He's still kind of stuck in the past where it's like, oh, it's streaming. Oh, you want you want to get re- money money back? Psh, 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 get rid of this. And that's why the smarty pants. Yeah, so that's why a lot of people are uh, they real smart over there. That's uh, not, no, I wouldn't say they're smart, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's where the controversy is coming from. So, but that has nothing to do with Apple TV. No, Apple, Apple TV is not really doing that right now. Right now, so far, it's been like a Discovery Inc. HBO kind of thing. Mm, yeah. Okay. So. All right. Well, yeah, no, I was just wondering, like, why Jason Sudeikis was real shady at the Emmys, that's all. She better be careful for, like, Sweet Life, because they could take that off anytime. Bro. Really? Stop. They would take that it off. Putting that juju out in the universe. They would take it anytime. They cannot take away my Sweet Life. Let you know that they do not care about you. They better care about, like, uh, what goes on in the lives of Ty and, and Bree and, Bri and Becca. And Becky. <laughs> With the good hair, bro. You know when they casted her. As soon as they heard her name was Becky, they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna be on the show." <laughs> oh my gosh, fuck. Oh, I need that show to come Is back. Is that really it? Are there any other controversy you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Do you know any? You know me. I'm not on the internet. So what's like the TV controversy? Or is that all you got? I mean, it kind of looks back to Jason today because what I wanted to talk about the mm-hmm. whole. Uh, don't worry, my darling. So that's the, the new Olivia Wilde movie. Yeah, have you seen it? No, no. Here's but not, I've heard horrible things about it. Yeah, I hear it's not that good. Yeah. But the behind-the-scenes drama has been more interesting than the What's movie that? itself. So, Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis were in a relationship for a a while, right? I think maybe nine, seven, nine years, something like that. I had no idea. Uh huh. And uh, they recently had called it off, um, broken up, and all that. Actually, no, they got divorced. They got divorced. Yeah, they were actually married. They recently got divorced, and then Olivia Wilde started production on "Don't Worry, Darling." Like, maybe early last year, like 2021, if not late 2020. I'm not getting my, my timeline mixed up, but uh, Harry Styles in that movie is one of the main characters. I remember and, him in the and trailer, yes. For people who don't know, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are currently dating. And then... Um, Gasp! And it's a lot of... It's all, like, melodramatic team stuff. He said, she said, like, it's a lot of that. But, like, Jason, like apparently, when all this stuff was going on... um. Jake, I forget, like, because there's also a problem with 
uh, the uh, the woman, one of the the woman lead actresses, <clears throat> she also had like a, some beef with Olivia Wilde. Doesn't really like her. So it's a lot of craziness going on behind the scene between Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, that main actress lead, um, uh, freaking what's my dude's name? What's my dude's name? He played. Uh, he was in Wonder Woman. He was in Star Trek. I, I can't remember his his name right now. I can see his face. Um, yeah, <laughs> him right there. If you know the the main character of like the Star Trek two thousand movies and uh and uh freaking wonder woman the the pilot the uh the main guy that freaking wonder woman likes why can i think of his name either way do not ever ask me what anybody's any celebrity's name is he was also involved in controversy apparently harry style spit on him at one point there's like a video of it even i watched the video doesn't doesn't really like spit on him but yeah uh, there's been like this whole ugly thing with the lovely wild jason sudeikis and apparently harry styles is in the middle of it um See, I didn't ask about any of like that dating stuff. I was just wondering what my TV shows were going to be. Well, you asked for on. controversy and drama. My gosh, I did not ask for drama. I asked for controversy. <laughs> so but drama is controversy. No, there's <laughs> two different things, Mexicano. Jeez Louise. I was like, okay, are we in the hizzy with hizzle now? Controversy, I don't drama, know drama is controversy. Any of these people are dating, unless they're rappers or Kim Kardashian. Yep. I do not know. Even then, you don't know that. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I'm just really bad with controversy in general. Anyway, this Boom. calls for the last one. All right. This one. This is how you know it can never work on E. Where's the other one at? Uh, I don't know. Oh, down there. Here. All right. So this last one, I knew for sure that would that this one would interest you. This one is called Goldfish Megabytes. So I don't know if that means that the goldfish are like bigger than usual I or think what. It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but there is they're a... megabytes, and back. the flavor. Is stop right right. looking at it. It's supposed to be a surprise. You already said the name. Don't look at the box okay i don't know the flavor okay and so it's called goldfish megabytes Mm -hmm. and the flavor is called cheddar jalapeno so i know your affinity for all things spicy i don't like the uh, cheddar jalapeno cheetos by the way those things are disgusting what i know you like them but they're disgusting i know and you're disgusting for it you're disgusting your mom's disgusting no she's not yes she is hey mom wow look how big these fish are Okay. No, I ain't Shannon. Get your own. I am kind of like self-conscious about like how much the lavaliers will pick up about us munching and crunching. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. What do you think? They're pretty good. I think these are still better. The cheddar sour cream one. I agree. Like these have sort of like um, an aftertaste that kind of tastes like spicy dirt. But I appreciate like that potting soil that you put in with your plants. If you mix in the potting soil with jalapenos, this is what this one would taste like. But look how big the fish is. Yeah, I do. It, it's got some nice um, uh, consistency, some girth to it. You know, some rotundness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, let me check this out. I want to do this one. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> I knew you would. Okay, so, so this says, do you think agreeing to not, underline under not, have sex outside of religious reasons is a break so? And go. I come up with the questions, folks. Can you believe that? Uh, no. 
I don't think it is. What do you mean by abrasive? Like, just not the norm? Just, like, out there? I guess, like, maybe that's a weird word to describe it. But, okay, so let's say that two people, like, in their mid-20s or their 30s or their 40s or whatever, like, past the early stages of, like, early 20-year-old dating, mm-hmm. um, start to get to know each other and agree to wait three six months before having sex Mm -hmm. and neither of them it's it's not for religious reasons neither of them are that religious do you think that is overkill and this is neither of them want to have it well do they want to have it or is it just something they they, agree to not have it like they 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 like you know are feeling the feelings and they are lust in the lust you're the worst (laughs) but they are but they are agreeing to wait I don't know, six months to a year or whatever. And it could be for any reason outside of religious. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's overkill? Um, I think it really depends on the reason. I think it really does. What if it's just, I don't know. What if it's, because I got this from a cut video right. on YouTube, uh-huh. right? And so, like, a lot of these folks, they were waiting on having sex just to, like, form a deeper connection. Or, like, I think one of them, they were sitting across from each other and they were trying to explain it to the videographer who was asking the questions. And they said, it's like, yeah, no, I think that, you know, when you first meet someone, like, sex is always, like, top of mind and, like, always kind of sort of clouding your judgment. So, it's, like, really nice to try to get to know somebody, like, outside of the cloudiness of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think when it comes to wanting to, quote unquote, form this strong relationship, because they think sex gets in the way, even though I have a problem with that, because I think that's... Yeah, that's what... I guess that's what I'm asking. Do you believe that sex gets in the way of trying to form an actual... I don't think so. ...sustainable I think people people demonize sex in that way, where they're Mm, like, oh, it gets... Speak on it. It gets in the way. I can't do it. Uh, It's going to make things muddy. It's going to be like, no, no, man, if you're really trying to form something healthy at the end of the day. Like, I don't think, like, if you don't want to have sex, that's fine. But mm-hmm. don't make sex like this, like, antichrist figure. Like, don't make it, <clears throat> don't make it that because if we don't do this. Don't up the way Veronica Perez did. <laughs> if, you, if you treat it like something that is to be avoided because you think it would affect A or B, like, I, that's where I have the issue from. Mm. But if you, if you genuinely are like, no, sex is okay, sex is healthy, but we are doing it because of this, and this is the right we want to change it to, then that's fine. I think whatever reason you have, everybody has the right to their um to how they want to um you know present their body in that way. Here's a question for you: Do you believe in willful suffering? Do you know what that means? Uh, isn't that like you're you're yeah you're willing to suffer because you know um I feel like I don't know the second part of this, but yeah, I have I kind of have like a yeah. It means that you're basically willing to <clears throat> suffer through hell, like because you believe on the other side, like the payoff is like something that's worth it, right? Yeah, you know. So, like, do you believe that the people who choose to quote unquote willfully suffer and abstain from sex just to, I guess, challenge themselves or like just because obviously I don't know, like I don't. I don't personally believe that it's 100% a mutual decision to not have sex. Just like I don't ever believe a breakup is 100% mutual a decision either. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody's got to instigate it. It's got to pop in somebody's <coughs> mind first. Like, don't give me that bullshit. Um, so you think like... Oh, uh, So it- like the, the guy comes up and yeah, because we're not going to be like heteronormative here. The guy comes up to the girl and is like, yo, baby, I think like we should like 
you know, wouldn't it be nice if we got to know each other more first and we waited a year to have sex and like the girl not wanting to like be the freak in the relationship was like, yeah, sure, honey. That's a great idea. That sounds great. But in the inside, she itching. She screaming. She itching. Oh my gosh. She wants that nanny taken care of for And she's like, well, shit, I guess I'm locked up for a year. So, hey, man. It's y'all. It's literally y'all. Like, y'all, y'all, like, and, and I don't know. And that also creates that, that unhealthy, unbalanced relationship where it's like, please don't. Unless you know the payoff is going to be good, which most people don't. And more, and more times than not, the payoff is, it, what if, what it would, what if would have been in the moment, then as opposed to what it is a year from now, it's probably little to no difference. I think you, so you don't think that there is a, this is so interesting. So you don't I think, think it's that, mental. So you don't think, but that's what I'm about to ask. You don't think like there is a huge, you don't think that sex gets better if you wait for it? No. No? No. You don't but think that it means more if you wait for me it? Me personally, in my experience, I, I, I have. But yeah, but, oh, okay, never mind. No, I'm saying I, mm-hmm. I've, I've had it cons- uh, consistently and I've also had, had it spread out a long time. Mm-hmm. To me, there's no difference. Mm-hmm personally that's interesting i think i personally am of the opinion that if you guys choose to wait because again i'm like you i've had it consistently ish and i've also waited a long 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 time and it was very sporadic um (laughs) like i think that if you choose to wait the payoff is nice maybe the first two times that you do it or so and after a while but after that Y'all are really just going to end up wishing that you guys would have gotten more practice in in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because that's where it's at at the end of the day. It's like, it's like, I feel like the sex part of the relationship is just like any other part in the relationship in that, like, you have to get to know each other. Like, and you have to get to know all the awkward parts and all, like, the bumps and all the things that, like, don't work to find out the stuff that does work. And it's like, and, like, that's a problem with a lot of people when it comes to sex is that they expect it to be like the movies where like suddenly everything like just everybody knows where to go and everybody knows like everybody knows where your spots are like no (laughs) baby like it's not gonna happen like that you have to communicate and not only that before you communicate to another human being you kind of know what you like yourself first who are we speaking to we're speaking to 18 year olds (laughs) we are speaking to whoever wants to listen and we are also guess what we are also speaking to like 18 19 21 22 year old battle like back in time okay so like don't be thinking that we ain't gone through this no i I get it like 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 i've always i've always been a big uh now recently i've always tried to push to normalize like hey man doesn't matter what age you decide to have sex for the first time or if you are not that much of a sexually active person right Mm-hmm. Um, do it when you want to, or maybe not. If you if you if you're really um that not against it, but it's just not your uh, cup of tea at the but end do, of the day. But do you think that it's unnatural to to wait outside of religious reasons? No, I don't think it's unnatural. No, hmm. I don't think so. Look, look, everybody got. Are their you reason. trying to like force something that won't necessarily work? I think what's unnatural is just the idea. That something greater can ca- can come out of this. Yeah, th- that's think, what I'm saying. <clears throat> I think that's like the but the the act of it is fine. Like not mm-hmm. abstaining from it, that's fine. 
But yeah, I agree with you. If it's like you foreseeing or wanting to you see, you build the, up this idea <clears throat> of when you guys finally have sex a yeah. year later after you abstained for basically no reason. I mean, other than the fact that you don't want to, right? Um, yeah, it's kind know. of irrational. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know, and it's weird because like if you would have asked me like six years ago, I would have told you almost the exact opposite. Um, but yeah, no, I guess what that's, that is okay though to wait. I mean, it's always okay to wait. Like, if you want to wait, wait. If you don't want to wait, don't wait. But, like, anyway, this was your question. I feel like I like people learned way too much about me in this in this segment, so we're going to move you on. You do it to yourself. <laughs> no, I do. Okay. <laughs> all right, so that's it with the questions. That, that's all. That's it with the questions. Yeah. All right, Vettel. Okay. So you want to hit them with the, uh, the good old-fashioned? Good looking out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. if you go first. Well, you thought it was going to be conspiracy corners? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it would have been it would have been a nice change of pace. Shit, I know that people be missing that. People be like, "Yo, where's the conspiracy corner at?" It, it's not that great. Whatever. Um, so for good looking out glow, uh, my pick is a little bit different because I didn't really watch anything new. I'm trying to slow down on the TV just because I'll Actually, have. Actually, that's not true. But continue. What do you mean? I haven't watched any. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh no, I don't want to talk about that yet. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about something else. Um, I'm trying to slow down the series because I feel like it's just building mm. and building and building. I feel like it's when we do, true. when That's we do, that's what this, fun TV <clears throat> does to you. It's super overwhelming. Yeah, especially when we do the podcast where we have to like first consistently world, be yeah. watching stuff. Exactly. And I'm like, and first just, world problems, bro. Man, I have to watch TV for the yeah, podcast. Exactly. Ugh. Yeah. I have to listen to this new album at the gym so I can talk about it later for people who like genuinely so so care about my opinion. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> anyway. So for me, um, just wanted to point out this uh, one video. That I recently saw on YouTube by a creator named Innuendo Studios. He makes uh, great content. Uh, a lot of his content is based on um, the political sphere as far as like the alt-right about mm. normalizing people, the, uh, quote-unquote normies, people that you don't think could ever be radicalized into this group of like um, racist, uh, white supremacist uh, ideas. Um and he touches on all that. And he's white himself. Um, but he, uh, he, he, he does a lot of, uh, lectures and like seminars and stuff like that on this topic a lot. And he had this great series on his channel called the, uh, the alt-right playbook. Uh, and he just released a new video, uh, called, um, the cost of doing business that, uh, currently I think is probably one of his best in the series when it comes to him, like really explaining how you have these dynamics of, white people and like white collaborators, white moderates, the, the racist and at the far left end of the spectrum, the anti-racist. Right. And I like how he, how he painted that. Cause, um, the complete opposite of the racist, of course, is that you're against racism. You know, there is no non-racist because, you know, racism is always going to exist. Um, so he kind of, he kind of like does a great job of illustrating and describing that, I think a lot of people have in their head that when it comes to racism, it's, it's this, this, uh, neo-Nazi clans member, right? At the far right. And I think they, the middle, the, uh, the pro- provocateurs, the moderator, the ones that indirectly use racism to their advantage and uh, ultimately sacrifice minorities for it are also a big part of that racism. Um, so I think it's a great video. It's on, it's a channel named Innuendo Studios. Please check it out when you can. Uh, it's like 35 minutes, but it's a lot of useful information on there. If you ever want to... Is this a new video, though? I thought that you said that you watched this like three or four times already. It's new. Yeah, it came out like last week. I thought you said that you watched it like three or four mm-hmm. times already. Yeah. Oh, in the past week. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it came out last week. Yeah, and I, I don't know. He always makes really good points in his videos. 
I know, I know he did like a really good like Gamergate video, uh, how to recognize the normie. That's probably like, one of my favorite ones as well. But this one, I think he just, um, really illustrated well that, that, Hey, and I remember that, I think I showed you that point where people usually try to think of racism as it being physical and it being, uh, emotional when it comes to, um, how you affect people. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the elementary grade school version that we learned as kids, like, oh, racism is you're hurting somebody because of the color of their skin physically, uh, things like that, or you're being mean to them, right? Some mm-hmm. sort of, um, maliciousness towards it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it could also work through, of course, economic means, through political means. Uh, that is also a, um, a, um, a, a way to conduct racism under a more, uh, low key lens. So, yeah. Cool. Great video, so everybody, yeah, go check it out. Innuendo Studios, the cost of doing business. Yeah, I remember uh, catching a couple of minutes of that. It was really interesting. Um, yeah, I definitely... I, I had you send me the link to that video, so I'll yeah. definitely be watching the rest of it soon. Yeah. Okay, now for my good looking out. Okay, so in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, right? Is that what we're calling it now? Because, like, they have, like, seven different names, and I can never fucking Latin keep up. A. Heritage Month, Latinx, 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 Heritage Month. I don't know. It's a lot. What do you want to call it? For Us Month. Yes. This is the month for us, okay? Um, My Good Looking Out is actually going to be a little different. It is actually, My Good Looking Out is for a small business um, that sells their goods primarily on the internet called Hija de Tu Madre. Yes, you heard it right. Mm-hmm. And so they sell dope-ass shit, mostly, you know, catered to, like, uh, women or women-adjacent folks. Um, you know, like, uh, jewelry, hoops, jackets, things like that. And so what had happened was is that mm-hmm. about, like, last week when I was supposed to be working or whatever, right. I got a notification on my phone, even though, again, I'm not really on the internet like that. She said uh, that. Not true. <laughs> I got a notification on my phone that Hija de tu Madre, the brand, was going live, right? So I hop on there, and uh, the head, one of, like, the big, like, honchos, even though it's, like, a woman-run business, so there's so it's a small team, of course, she's basically running, right now for Hispanic Heritage Month, like, a bunch of, like, really cool prizes and different things like that, and, like, at that time, she basically said, you guys buy anything off of the store give me your order number through the live and i will put your name in a raffle to win this really badass prize so i buy a sticker <clears throat> i go on there give my order number and mm-hmm. it like after shipping and everything it was like 11 dollars sticker so yes the sticker was pricey but your girl manifested the win in this raffle okay. you, you, i kid you not like i never okay we're gonna get into that later but I never win anything, Mexicano. Mm-hmm. And I know people say that shit all the time, but no, I'm serious. I never win anything. And so when she's like, when she unravels the little paper and she's like, Vero Fuerte, I was like, that's me. That is you. That's, that's my name. I know you never win anything. I, I live with you. I never win anything. Oh my gosh. Well. So, what your girl won is this boyfriend style black jean jacket, hand embroidered. With a sequin Mexican, I don't know if the camera can catch a sequin Mexican yeah. flag right there. Isn't this fucking gorgeous? That's crazy. This is badass. So did it arrive today? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it came in through today through the mail, like priority shipping, baby. Ooh. But yes. Um, where's where's she based out of? 
LA. Or, or the team. The team yeah, yeah. LA. The California. Yeah, the team is based out of California, and everything is like super hand stitched, sand so like hand so like made by hand. Yeah. And they like they have like this uh, text club that you can join, and like they are just like they are like hustling with their marketing skills right now, mm-hmm. like with all of the different lives that they're hosting, and that like uh, a lot of times like they have their like. Um, Chiyona Chingona hoops, like buy one, get one free, like a lot of really cool stuff. But anyway, I'm just shouting them out because like my feed right now is like bursting through the brim with so many like badass, entrepreneurial, creative ass, like just ethereal ass, Chingona ass women out here just doing their thing. And like, not just like this month in particular, but like every fucking month. But I feel like this month is like really when they take it upon themselves to, you know, because we got to work with what we got. And I mean, if we only have like Hispanic History Month and we only have Black History Month and like that's the time where we can really push, like we can really push ourselves to get on top of that platform, you know, that the white people give to us or whatever and like get that bread. Yeah, monetize it. Exactly. We got to take advantage of this shit. I say that while winning a free jacket, but whatever. I bought the $11 sticker. Yeah. And I got this, like, more than worth $11 jacket. It's fucking beautiful. But anyway, I just wanted to use my good looking out this week to, like, shout out in exchange for all of that. Shout out, like, this really badass company, Hija de tu Madre, uh, based off of California. Like I said, everything is, like, hand-sewed, and it is gorgeous. So, again. Is, is it in your sauce? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a boyfriend style, so it's a small, usually I'm a medium, but it fits perfect, bruh. I'm gonna be rocking this what this weekend. What does bo- boyfriend style mean? Um, it's kind of like a, like, it's not as waist-defining as, like, women's style. Like, it's sort of more slouchy in the men's sort of style. Does that make sense? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I'll try it on. But anyway, it's gorgeous. Everything's hand-sewed. Hija de tu madre. Like, go check them out on Instagram. Like... They are giving away and just selling a bunch of like really dope stuff. So hell yeah, love it. All right, and that is it for our show, people. Once again, thank you for listening, watching the video wherever you are. Uh, check out the socials as always, um, and yeah, just uh, keep watching, keep supporting. Uh, we'll be back here next week with another episode. Uh, so really appreciate y'all. ILS out. We out.